Good fucking morning. Good morning. Listen, so I've been messaging Cody the podcasts, and I sent him that one yesterday, uh-huh. and he was like, "Holy shit, you're like on it, on it," because he <laughs> has, he has the one that needs to release on Wednesday, then he's gonna have that one, then he's gonna have this one. Right. So like, we're like, we're doing yeah, good. we kind of have to be on it, on it. <laughs> Not well, only for our fans, but. Our fans. It's cute. I love that she says fans. We do have fans, otherwise we wouldn't have listens. Am I right or am I right? Okay, you're not wrong. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, this is Heckle and Chide. That's Shelby. Oh yeah, that's Jess. I don't know if, if any of you girls that listen have ever tried the makeup line Lip Sense. No, I'm not being paid to say this, but anyway. We should be. For real. <laughs> well, it's more of a problem. So I put on my Lip Sense, my black fucking lipstick. Like, it's jet black. Uh-huh. I went to go take it off with their oops remover. Lilith, at some point, got my oops remover, and, like, the whole tube's empty. I don't even know. Dude, I really think she's a gremlin in, like... <laughs> two-year-old skin i mean you're probably not <laughs> but i was like what the shit so i am going to have to find a new inventive way to get this black lipstick off my face that's gonna be fun isn't it it is mm. just don't use magic eraser <laughs> first of all fuck you <laughs> second of all let me explain that so you guys this is great so like I don't even, okay, it was the so, last time we did my hair, we, we colored my hair. Before it got fucked up. So like a couple times ago. Mm-hmm. I used her leftover dye because I have really short hair. So I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll just throw it on my hair because I have like 9,000 silver hairs. Like they're not even gray. I'm not kidding. They're no, fucking they're silver. literally silver. Um, and I have like black hair. So you can see them. It's like these streaks of silver in my hair. I mean, it's pretty, but I she hate, doesn't like it. I hate it. Um... So I get dye all over my head and around my face like you do. And I'm magic erasering the dye off my bathroom wall. And I get this brilliant idea. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to use it on my face. So I did. And and I'm over here like, yeah, that's a great idea. Right. (laughs) Not even thinking about it. And I start scrubbing and Jessica's like, oh my God, that works so good. Like 10 minutes later, we realized I had ripped the skin off my face. (laughs) Guys, she had chemical burn all over her freaking head. I'll have to post pictures on Instagram because I still have the pictures. It was bad. It was so bad. Why didn't we see it? Like, why didn't we think about this? Right. Anyone we told, they were like, there's fucking chemicals in there. Like, it pills like, paint off your fucking wall. <laughs> whatever. Otto made me cry. I just sat yeah, there. he was a dick. He was like, what the fuck is I just cried. I just sat there in the truck, and I was like, cry laughing. And I was like, Jessica, I can't go back into work. I it, can't do that. It was funny. I mean, it was really sad. I felt really bad, but it was funny. <laughs> Even Casey felt bad. He was like, oh, babe, that's so bad. Like, just around my face. All like from my forehead, like center forehead at my hairline, all the way down to my ears. I just. It's just a red rainbow of chemical. It's oh, great. It was so much bullshit. It was. Anyway, so, okay. <laughs> so, just because we're going to talk about, you know, this is the podcast, I'm going to tell you something spooky that happened. I already told Ooh. you, but I have to tell them. So, the other night, my daughter, who is two, and my son, who is 11. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So, she's obsessed with her big brother. She loves him to pieces. Yeah. So, she gets up out of bed looks at me and goes bye and turns off the xbox goes downstairs with her brother and tells me that she's gonna go watch a show with him keep in mind she's two she is two she's like okay bye mom and she grabs dominic hand and she's like come on dominic mimis because that's what she calls one of her shows so we go down there and i go down like 30 or 40 minutes later when i know that the little show's over and she looks at me before i say anything she goes shh and points to the corner. And she does, like, these little tiger claws. Like, like scary hands. Like, rawr. Like, she's growling at you. And I look at her, and I'm like, what? And she goes, shh. Rawr, and points to the corner. And I'm like, Sage. Yeah, sage. Get the damn Sage, sage. now. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Let's go upstairs. Fuck. Like, yeah. Yeah, fuck. I still haven't saged, so I should probably do that today. Yeah, I need to sage my house, too. I mean, I haven't been having, like, spiritual nightmares. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But they've still been really weird. But <clears throat> the weirdness I can handle, it's the spiritual freaking nightmares of demons chasing after you in your sleep. Ew. That's the part that gets me. Does it? I think it that would does. get anybody. I don't know. Some people like their demons. Yeah, they do. I don't like mine. No. <laughs> they're, they're not pretty. 
Um, I don't. What? I'm trying to think of like the last time I feel like I had a run in with what I would consider my demon. <coughs> uh, it's been a while. I don't. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. That's good. The only thing that I see would be I, the angel of death. Well, I always see his demon because look at him. He is a demon. Sorry, Darwin just walked in. <laughs> Say hello, Darwin. Hello, Darwin. <laughs> oh my god, he even sounds like a demon. He's got morning voice. Hello, Darwin. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, why are you taking my phone? I'll be right back. What, where are you Don't taking take your naked phone? pictures of yourself. I'm your sister. Darwin David Bueller. <laughs> Don't go through her pictures. She is naked in a lot of them. I am. <laughs> I love making him uncomfortable. Oh, that's great. Because he always tells me you have Barbie parts, and I'm like, yeah, that's how she got pregnant. Okay, okay. So my brother doesn't see his sister's case. <clears throat> I've got five siblings total, and my brother's the only boy. And he doesn't see us as actual women. He sees us as Barbies with Barbie parts. Mm-hmm. So hard plastic boobies and no vagina. <laughs> it was funny. I remember when you told him you were pregnant, he was like, well, how? How did, like, how did that happen? <laughs> this way. <laughs> And he's like, no, 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 I don't want to know. You're, you're a Barbie. And I'm like, no, DJ, I'm a real woman. <laughs> I'm a real boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I went to go see the new Bumblebee movie last night. How was okay, that? Well, it was really cute. My husband called me and was like, hey, I got a babysitter, so you need to be ready by 630. And I was like, well, who's the babysitter? And he was like, don't worry about it. I was so like, automatically okay. that means. So I run over and I'm like, Jessica, are you babysitting? Because <laughs> I knew it was going to be you. Right. Anyways, back to the Bumblebee movie. Mm, I didn't love it. You weren't happy with it? I don't know if it's because I had unrealistic expectations of the Bumblebee movie. Well, all the other Transformers are really good. That's exactly what I was telling Casey. Bumblebee is the fucking shit. He is. Like, and me and my mom had a thing with Bumblebee. Like, okay, so don't do that. Funny story. So after the first Bumblebee movie came out, my mom and I went to go see it. Who'd you say don't do that to? Who is here? Anyway. You had, like, a little EVP session going on right there. <laughs> well, um, so anyways, my mom and I went to go see the Transformer Quit movie. avoiding the question. Listen, it's funny. And I fell in love with Bumblebee. I just did. I was like, oh, my God. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So that Christmas, when Toys R Us was still a thing, mm-hmm. my mom went and stood in line at Toys R Us for the Black Friday sale or whatever uh-huh. to go in and get... Transformer, a transformer for me. She wanted oh. to go get a, the Bumblebee car that How actually cute. transformed. It was like this oh, I big remember and, that thing. Yeah, and it transforms. Okay. Um, and it was funny. She told she, she tells me on Christmas morning. She's like, "You should have seen the looks I was getting." I was like, "Why?" She's like, "Everyone was standing in line talking about their little boys they were buying toys for." And then this lady was like, "Well, who are you buying it for?" And she's like, "My eighteen-year-old daughter." <laughs> That's okay, that's okay. Listen, I'm not even sorry. So anyways, I fucking love Bumblebee, whatever. And I was telling Casey, like, there's always this epic fight in any Transformer movie Mm -hmm. where the Transformer does something so fucking epic in the fight scene that you're like, yes! Like, I was waiting for that. It pumps you up. Yeah, I was waiting for that moment, and I was like... You were epically disappointed. (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. Um... But I didn't realize that it was a different director. I didn't realize mm. till the end, like as the credits started. I didn't started, know that. No, as I, maybe I'm just a dumbass and it's the same director. I don't know. But I could have sworn like it was directed by somebody different, and I saw it and I was like, "Well, that explains everything." Right. Well, the direction is. I mean, it makes or breaks a movie. Well, it was really cool to like see how Bumblebee lost his voice mm-hmm. and like the initial fight that happened at Cybertron and like how he ended up coming to Earth and why Bumblebee was here alone before all the other Transformers. So that was cool. It definitely gave me like a really good backstory. So this movie was based before all the other ones actually got to Earth. Yeah. Like the way they did it was like the the initial opening scene is like yeah like they start with the actual fight on Cybertron and how oh, okay. Cybertron started to fall. Well, I mean, that's cool. Like, and, I like the backstories. Right. Like, the ending part was... Okay, so you know in the beginning of the first movie how all the fucking yeah. Transformers are rocketing down? They're, yeah. Like, they're falling through the sky? That was the ending scene oh, in this movie. Oh, that's with cool. With all them falling. Um, but Bumblebee was already here, which we obviously knew because he was already with Shia right. LaBeouf, who, by the way, I don't think anybody can transform a movie like Shia LaBeouf. Like, I, fuck, I freaking love Shia LaBeouf. Listen, I really do. He lost He's... his fucking mind in adulthood, but same. 
But who doesn't? I just don't have cameras following me around, so right. nobody knows it. You know, we should be on a reality show. Don't do like, it, Jessica. We could make so much money. It's so funny. <laughs> I've had people on Facebook be like, why don't you just like record little bits and pieces of your life for like a week and then upload like a 10 Listen, minute video on YouTube. We're trying and I'm like, to I don't have GoPro, the time. Okay. I don't, I, I can't even podcast for four months straight. What the fuck? Uh, no, we actually did talk about getting a GoPro because and doing our that. lives are freaking, they're, they're crazy and it's funny and it's just like, what the hell? Yeah. Like very recently. Like, I showed Casey the messages. I was like, would you be okay with this? Like, me right. doing this for, like, a week and then doing a snippet video? He's like, I don't care. It's just, I don't know how to video anything. So oh, I can record your ass, but I can't right. video edit for shit. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even edit the podcast. That's Cody's job. <laughs> Cody, we have another job for you. <laughs> like, I'm sure he'd do it. Right. But that's not the point. I love Cody. He just, he's just amazing. Cody's awesome. Kind of shit. I don't know, maybe we should just jump into your story, because mine today is decently long and, and informative. Well, you're first anyways. No, I'm not. I'm spiritual. Yeah, spiritual goes first. No, it doesn't. Haunted goes first. Doesn't it? Every time. Does it? Every time. Huh. That's why Dominic went first yesterday. That makes sense. And then... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Guys, it's a little early for me. Pregnancy brain's coming. Hard. Why Whoa. does he still have yeah. your phone? I don't know, but it's making me nervous. But he has his own phone. Like, he had his phone in his hand when he left with your phone. So, like, why does he have Maybe your phone? Maybe he... I, he said he had to make a call, so I don't know. Is he, his phone not working? What? I don't know. Why I don't know. Why would his phone not be working? I don't know. I mean, I know he sucks at paying bills, but... <laughs> I manage his bills. So. <laughs> uh, he needs a woman. That'll, like, financially manage his bills. Uh, right now, that's my job, apparently. Yeah, but you don't exactly give him the goods. <laughs> I had so much to say to that, but I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> yep. Oh. Jesus Christ. Okay, guys. So, what I'm doing is haunted dolls. No! Yes. Oh, fuck I'm me. doing two that are more uncommon that mm-hmm. we haven't really heard about. I haven't heard about them. Fuck my life. Um, and then one more of the popular ones that everybody's heard about. You're doing three dolls? Three dolls. Three specific dolls. Why? Because they're fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could have done more, but I didn't. Um, okay, so... I've heard I've heard dolls done on podcasts before, but I've never heard three done at once, so this is... You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've I tried to get little snippets of three of them because i wanted like a variety mm-hmm. you know of different dolls again two of them i've never heard of oh boy. and so um and i look up paranormal shit all the time same so in fact we should probably like get out more why it's cold why <laughs> someone commented on that instagram thing when i did a roll call mm-hmm. and she sweetheart she's a sweetheart hold on i'm gonna actually tell you her name because i feel like I should be shouting those people out that are paying attention to my dumb shit. Right. Hold, please. Let me find her name. Oh, my God. There were so many. Yeah, I know. Oh, my goodness. So many of you guys commented, (laughs) which was really cool. Hold on. Let me see if I can find her. There she is. Is it her? Yep. Okay. So, Sith Lord Barbie um, cool. she's in California. Star Wars Yeah. And she was like, it's 53 de- degrees here. It's been really cold. And I'm like, that is sweater. That is like short weather for me. That is shorts and hoodie weather for the, us. The fucking, <laughs> the day she commented that when we went to work, it was like eight degrees. Oh my gosh. And I was like, please like, let honey, it be 50. If you want cold, I will show you cold. You mm-hmm. come to Utah. For real. Yeah. I mean, there are colder places, obviously, but eight degrees is pretty fucking cold. It's cold as balls. Okay. It'll freeze your balls. Okay. <laughs> literally. So, we'll get started. Uh, The first one I'm going to go into is Mandy the doll. Okay. Mandy? Mandy. Yeah. So, Mandy has been on display at the uh, Quesnel and District Museum since 1991. Um, I think this is in Canada. That was... Okay. Um, In Canada? Ooh, I have a cousin in Canada. I I think it's Canada. I can't remember... Crap, I should have wrote that down. (laughs) I bet my ass if it's in Canada, I could have my um, cousin go to, like, standby and take a picture. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, so she was given to given to the museum by an unnamed donor. Uh, Mandy was already 91 years old at the time. Oh, wow. Her owner couldn't handle her in the house anymore. Uh, she kept waking up in the middle of the night to the sound of a baby crying. 
Oh, no. Yes, that right there fucking creeps me out so no. bad. Like, if it's not my own baby, like, right. where the hell is this baby coming from? <laughs> um, so, anyways, the sound would echo up from the basement and was so loud it couldn't be ignored. Oh, whoa. Um, once she found the courage to investigate the noise, she only found an open window in her basement. Like, <gasps> that was the only thing that would ever be found. An open window? Yeah, the window would be always be open. Ew. Yeah, creepy. Um, according to Mandy's owner, once she got rid of the doll, the crying stopped. Huh. So after Mandy was donated to the museum, strange things started happening there, such as lunches from the fridge would disappear, uh, later reappearing in random drawers. Other items have disappeared and Ew, have not... stink. Yeah, I'm sure. Especially if somebody brought, like, yogurt or something. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty. Um, so... Uh, anyways, other items have disappeared and have not yet been found to this day, such as like pens, books, pictures, and display items. They just, they can't find them. Okay. Um, at first Mandy was placed at the public entranceway. Um, visitors would often comment on the doll's sinister smile and cracked and broken face. Okay. Um, she was then moved to another part of the museum where she was placed by herself in a glass case. Rumor has it because she would harm the other dolls. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. She's bad about it. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. So a book called Supernatural Stories Around British Columbia featured Mandy and the museum in 1999. It didn't take long before people started visiting Mandy and having strange and bizarre occurrences of their own. Like after they saw her and like yeah. left? Yeah. Oh, lovely. And even, even throughout the museum, they'd feel watched or they'd feel like something was like right there. I wonder if we have any haunted museums in Utah. Probably I don't know, not. but I want to find out. I really do. Um... So it was often enough that visitors' batteries were drained of full life when they came and took pictures of her. Like, any time they walk into the room, okay. all of a sudden their batteries were gone. That would make me really ragey because yeah. I don't like when my phone's below 50%. I panic. Right, right, right. Especially when you've got cool shit to take pictures of. Um, or, you know, kids that need to call you. Or but yeah, that too. too. That too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when they came in contact with Mandy, um, their batteries would completely drain of life. One guest even claims that when the presence, when in the presence of Mandy, her camera light would go on and off oh. um, for, like, every five seconds. It would just randomly go on and off every five cool. seconds. Cool. So, like, hopefully whoever that happens to doesn't have a fucking epileptic attack. Yeah, no shit. Cool. Like, seizures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Well, th- so remember when I hit my head? Yeah, yeah. It was so bad and so hard that watching certain things, like, oh, I know. flash, it still bugs me to this day. I believe it. Like, um, have you seen the Big Bang Theory? Yeah. You know, the very beginning, um, the intro or whatever, where it flashes all these different pictures and stuff? Yeah. I can't watch that anymore. Okay, so let me explain what happened. So she was at work one day, and um, the huge Transformer box, like, blew. Well, yeah, there was a Transformer box that blew. Yeah, and the fucking thing flew at her head. Well, that was a different one. Oh. The one that I'm talking about. (laughs) Okay, well, she did. It fucking flew yes. at her head. The whole it, door this went one off. Flew. Fucking came at her. And she looked like someone had bounced her head off the hood of the a car. The transformer was right by, like, literally three feet from where I work. No, I know. You fucking took it full force. Yeah. And so the one that um, that hit my head the hardest was I was working on a different sander. And these sanders, you guys, they're ginormous. They're yeah. industrial, big-ass sanders yep, yep, for yep. cabinet shops. Well, I went to go open one of the doors... And it was completely off its hinge, and I didn't realize it. And I, the only time I realized it was when my wrist went limp right as I had opened the door all the oh, way. No. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I didn't have time to freaking move. Right. And so I looked up, and the very top of the door came down and hit me right in my forehead. And this door is, I want to say it was like 75 pounds. Oh, fuck you. Of straight metal. No, thank you. And it came down. The very top of it was about three feet from my head, two and a half, three feet. So it came down and knocked me out. Oh, so I was out of work for a good month. Oh, for fun. But um, yeah, since then, it's been fun. <laughs> and that was like four years ago. Jesus. So there's still some things that I can't watch. Oh, okay. So um, yeah, anyways, back to uh, epileptic shock and batteries. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then once she left the room, or once this, this client, or frick, not client, once this visitor left the room where Mandy sat, her camera started working normal again. Hmm. So it was totally fine. A number of guests reported Mandy's eyes would also follow them around the room, which oh. is beyond creepy. Um, she's also been known to move around to different positions in her case. 
um, on her own. Like they've, they've video recorded her actually moving different positions. Yeah. She is currently still on display at the uh, Kesnell and District Museum. So if you guys ever want to go see her, like, please take a picture. (laughs) Yeah. Take a picture and send it. Um, so that's Mandy. Creepy. I know. I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't love it. Mm-mm. But I, I don't love, love the story. dolls at all. Never have. Uh-huh. I've ha- like, I've had porcelain dolls I in my childhood. I hated my porcelain dolls. My mom was bound and determined to get me to want to collect porcelain dolls. Uh-huh. So she kept buying I think every dolls. mother does that. I think sometime. it was a 90s thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. So... But I kept taking them back out of my room and set them, <laughs> them on top of her piano. I was like, no, I don't fucking want these things right. in my room. And then I heard that creepy porcelain doll story that you all hear in, like, middle school where, like, yeah. the dolls are trying to scratch their way. And I was like, that's oh my fucking gosh. it. I've had it. No, yeah, my mom would give us, um, she gave us a porcelain doll, me, me and my sister. Mm-hmm. Like, I would get always get the darker-haired ones, and she would always get the lighter-haired ones because mm-hmm. that's, you know, what our hair was at i had some gorgeous dolls oh yeah they were gorgeous right and then my mom also gave me uh two native american dolls which oh. i love absolutely love where are they they are actually in the garage right now why aren't they out actually you know what leave them in there i'm not gonna get them out until i actually have a room for my daughter to put them in please don't put those in your daughter's room oh i'm going to oh okay no. they're still in their boxes don't. in like mint condition for they're like 20 years old don't <laughs> put dolls in the baby's room um so, yeah, and I have, like, smaller Native American ones, too, that are, like, literally a foot tall. Just in case you guys are wondering what Jessica's doing, she's literally asking for fucking possession, okay? <laughs> God. No, you guys, I, uh, they're just gorgeous, like, mm. I'm obsessed. Did you know that Satan's gorgeous, too? Yes, actually, I did. Mm-hmm. I've seen him. Just, whoa, that took a turn. <laughs> I'm not the only one. Well, what do you do? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so the next one is more familiar. Um, everybody, well, I shouldn't say everybody. A lot of people know this one. Okay. Uh, his it, his name is Robert the Doll. Robert the Doll! Yes, Robert the Doll. My fucking son is obsessed <laughs> with Robert the Doll. Yeah. He wants to see him so bad. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Maybe when we go on a trip to Disneyland down in Florida. How about that? <laughs> no. Not even then. Um, so, Robert the Doll was donated in 1994 um, and is currently on display at the East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. Nope. Or is it Mar? Yeah, Martello. Um, the orig- originally the doll belonged to a young sounds boy. Like Carmelo. Oh, that sounds so good right now with yeah. that coffee. Mmm. Yummy. Creamy. Oh God. <laughs> okay. So originally the doll belonged to a young boy by the name of Robert Eugene Otto. Reportedly, the <laughs> doll. What? What? <laughs> You didn't piece that together? Say that name again. Robert Eugene Otto. And who are we talking about sometimes? It's, there we go. Okay. Okay. I, I got you. I'm picking it up. I'm picking up what you're laying down. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyways, reportedly, the doll was manufactured by the Steiff Company in Germany and was given to Robert by his grandfather in 1904. Another report is that the family's... Um, I don't want to say slave, but she was a servant there. Wasn't she like the maid? Yeah, she was like a maid, but she was. Um, <sighs> wasn't he, she was like his nanny and caregiver? As no, well. yeah, she was his nanny and caregiver, but she was hoodoo or voodoo or something. She she was some something like that. I could have she was Haitian. Haitian, that's what it was. She was Haitian. Um, so another report was that she was let go after an altercation. And she gave Robert the doll to Robert. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another story. But did and, you hear what she did to the doll? Uh-huh. Yeah, she put a curse on it. She supposedly used some of child Robert's hair. Right. Well, back in... then, back then, um, when dolls were made for children, they mm-hmm. would use the child's hair. Well, I know, but supposedly she used his hair on purpose, so that right. was a bounded curse. Right. Which, exactly. I mean, that's some dedication, man. <clears throat> that is some dedication. <laughs> like... This doll wasn't tiny either. Like, it was big. Yeah, he's a bigger doll. Yeah. Um, so Robert would play with this doll often, taking him everywhere he went. What are these? Uh, you know those pirouettes? They look like cookie cigars. They're cookie cigars. I like it. <laughs> They're really, really good. And I'm excited to eat them. Um, so eventually... Oh, no. What? Mm-hmm. Okay. So 
uh, Robert would take the doll wherever he went, eventually replacing his own name and giving it to the doll. So he gave his name, Robert, to mm-hmm. Robert the doll, and, went, and he either went by Eugene or Otto. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. So he grew so attached to the doll that he mm. would often be found alone in his room talking to Robert. One day, Otto's mom went to check on her son, and as she approached his room, she heard two distinct voices, one being her son's and the other being a disembodied, soulless voice sounding nothing like her son Otto. Yeah. Could you imagine, like, going upstairs and Lilith talking to someone who didn't sound like Lilith? No. That would be freaking creepy. I mean, I could, but I'd burn everything down. (laughs) Right? So, um, as she opened the door to see who who he was talking to, she found him all by himself. Lovely. Yes. It was said that Otto often blamed his childhood mishaps on Robert and that the doll would be aware of what was going on around him. Huh. Yeah. So Otto grew up, moved out, went to college, an art college, uh, leaving the doll behind at the house. And it was only after he graduated and got married uh, to a woman named Annette Parker in 1930 that they returned to Otto's family home. It was there that he found his doll, Robert, in the attic. And then childhood memories come flooding back he quickly became obsessed with robert again taking him everywhere he went really irritating the wife which i would be like really it's me or the doll bitch pretty much <laughs> pretty who gives you what you want at night hmm? not maybe robert, robert. <laughs> okay i'd be a little worried if it was robert. Kidding, robert don't hate me jesus christ i'll give you candy it's fine yeah you know about the candy thing right yeah i know about Thank the candy thing <laughs> so Otto passed away in 1974 and his wife passed away just two years later Okay. What okay. did she do with the doll for those last two years? She kept it in the house. What? A she crazy... just put it back in the attic. Um, I think I might have burned it, or something. <laughs> I mean, you can't really burn no, a vessel burning, because it just lets like burning shit like that doesn't do any good. Right? But yeah, I, I was more curious to like what. In my opinion, if she kept it, that leads me to believe that she probably saw or experienced right. some of the paranormal stuff oh, I'm that was sure going she did. on with it and decided that getting rid of it probably Wouldn't was going to be a dangerous thing so she decided to just keep it in the house just away from her line of sight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you with everything that had happened on his childhood and him being that obsessed with it, like I would be a little worried to get rid of it too. Yeah. <laughs> I'd that... be like there might be something wrong. So, why did you need her phone? And for so long, what pictures did you take? What did you do? My gooch. Ew. Darwin, why did you need her phone? Because I wanted to. Don't you fucking stand there like you're going to stance up on me with your peacock weirdness. There he goes. Hey, DJ, guess what? I have a vagina. She's not really a Barbie. I'm not a Barbie doll. <laughs> That's completely false. I don't know why you guys are spreading lies. <laughs> Seems made up, but okay. <laughs> That's completely Told you guys. False. <laughs> he... he that's he refuses false. to believe that I actually have one. That's my new favorite thing. Casey's like, da, 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 and I was like, you know what? Seems made up, but okay. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys are funny. Okay. So the home containing Robert the doll was sold to a Myrtle Renter who opened it for, um, let's see, who owned it for 20 years until it was sold to its current owners who operate the Otto's home as a guest house or like a bed of breakfast. Um, oh, no. That would be interesting, actually, to go and visit. So, once donated to the museum, strange things started occurring. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, guys. People reported Robert following them with his eyes as they passed his display case. A wide variety of misfortunes seemed to follow guests who reportedly disrespected, quote-unquote, Robert. Mm -hmm. Such as um, taking his picture without his permission and smirking and making fun of him. Yeah, you're supposed to ask for permission. And apparently, if he doesn't want you to, like, he'll let you know. Uh huh. Yeah, he'll let you know if like he, there's, there's different ways that he'll let you know. Like a light will go off, or right, or like he says supposedly he moves. Yeah, like, like he moves or he blinks or something like that. Yeah, <clears throat> giving you permission to do it. But like, I thought that if you gave him candy, he'd be like, do whatever you want. Um, it's yeah. Like if you give him giving him fuck, a gift, if you give him an offering, then usually he'll give you permission. Like there's ninety five percent chance he'll give you permission, but. You still have to get it before you can take the picture. Dude, I would bring the biggest bag of Jolly Ranchers ever. Dude. Like, just the blue ones, because that's the favorite of everybody. Not mine. Mine what? are watermelon. Get out. No, you get out. It's my house. Yeah, yeah we're recording at <laughs> Jessica's house today instead of mine. Yeah. 
<clears throat> so, but I will have to admit, the blue Tootsie Rolls, the vanilla ones, are my oh, favorite. Those are the best. Those are my favorite. It's weird, because I came over here so we wouldn't be disturbed, yet somehow they still found us. Right, that's because we live right next door. <laughs> I'm going to put a fucking sign on the door. Do not disturb. <clears throat> right. And you really think that's going to hold up? Nope. Yeah. Okay, so car accidents, job loss, divorce, broken bones, and even death have been just Jesus. some of the reported misfortunes that come with Robert getting his picture without his permission. Um, one case in particular is that of a young man and his girlfriend who went to visit the doll. The man mocked and made fun of Robert and took his picture without his permission. What a dumbass. Yeah. Freaking dumbass. Oh my God. I cannot stand people. I don't care if you don't believe in the paranormal or in ghosts or spirits or whatever, but like be respectful. You fucking prick. Well, here's the thing. You may not believe in them, but they sure the fuck believe in you. But it's about respect. Like yeah. just don't be a fucking douche. Right. Like, you're not cool. You know how Robert's many... about to show you how right. cool you aren't. Well, you know how many skeptics will go into a situation and be like, oh, that's not real, that's not real, whatever. And they come out not skeptics? Mm-hmm. There's a reason. Pretty sure that's my new catchphrase right there that I just said. <laughs> I'm, when someone's being stupid, I swear to God, I'm just going to go, Robert's going to show you how cool you aren't. And walk away. <laughs> We're going to make a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> Robert's going to show you how cool Copyright, you guys. Come on, i got to write that down. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Oh, I love it. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So, um, back to this couple. On their way home during uh, driving on his motorcycle, the young couple got into an accident and the man died on impact while the girlfriend survived. (gasps) Yes. There are currently hundreds of letters of those who have wronged Robert and paid the price through a sudden unexpected misfortune. Um, According to the legend, the only way to right the wrongs done is to write a letter to Robert asking for his forgiveness. Um, if you visit the museum today, you'll see these letters posted and printed up all around his display case by those unlucky enough to feel Robert's wrath. And there's some of them even have pictures of what happened, like a broken bone or something. Oh, yeah. So this just goes to show you, don't make fun of dolls because they're freaking creepy. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, <clears throat> one, of the, one of the stories that I have, actually I have two personal stories of freaking dolls. Oh, Okay. So when we were kids... My sister used to have this Barney doll that would, like, talk and say the ABCs and stuff like that. Oi. Well, this thing... But you can only get it to talk if you press its hand. Okay. Okay. Well, this thing... Like, I got up in the middle of the night to go get a drink of water or something. And all of a sudden, this damn doll started talking. Oh. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't know the ABCs. Okay. And I'm, like, little, you know? And so I'm, like, looking around. And I'm like, where the hell is that thing? And it was back in... Callie's room. Oh my god! And I I'm like Callie. I don't know, dude. She's got some sh- spiritual experiences following her. <laughs> I wonder if she's at church every Sunday. I would be too. Fuck. <laughs> got to get something to shake it off. <laughs> but um, no. So, anyways, I go down the hall and I go into her room and I'm like, she's probably up, so I'm just going to go tell her to go to bed. So I get in there and the damn doll was sitting across the freaking room, away from Callie and her bed, and Callie was asleep. She was oh, out. No. And all of a sudden it goes, D is for donkey. Ha, ha, ha. Or demon. Yeah, and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> it fucking laughed. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh no. <coughs> it was so creepy, dude. So, um, again, with porcelain dolls, like, we used to uh, get porcelain dolls all the time for, like, Christmas and birthdays and stuff. Mm-hmm. And my sister and I shared a room when we were younger. And we each had the exact same dresser and our dolls sitting up on top of the dresser. Well, one day, like, where we used to live, there was some creepy experiences just all around that house. It didn't help that I had a pedophile living next to us. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. Um, so, and a lot of the creepy experiences were not him, but his, <gasps> his nasty vibe, I'm sure, brought them on. Oh, my God. Um, what so, a fuck boy. Oh, my gosh, dude. Like, it was, he was horrible. He was horrible. Not fun. Um, so... I don't think a pedophile is ever a fun situation. No. And speaking of that, guys, like, just to kind of bring on a more serious note, if you or someone you know has ever been a victim of... Pedophilia? Pedophilia, molestation, or anything like that, you guys say something. Like... I don't give a fuck who you tell. Yeah, you need to tell someone. Like, I wish I would have told someone when it happened to me at the time that it happened. Because... At that time, you could actually do something about it, 
and well luckily there's no statute of limitations yeah there is none but it's the the farther along you go in life the harder it is to say something Mm -hmm. so I wish I would have said something sooner but I was young Mm -hmm. and I always thought it was my fault which by the way it is never your your fault fault. never never your fault no it is their fault for being sick in the head so just say something guys like I have another friend who actually decided to tell me something that happened years ago and they told me, and I was like, oh, my fuck. Okay, cool. Yeah. Where do they live? Right. Um, and then I I was informed that I was being made aware. Because of everything that I pick up on and sense and see, they were really worried that I was going to pick up on it when this person attended one of their family gatherings. Right, right. And I lost my fucking mind. Well, yeah. I was like, absolutely not. This person will not be there. If I see this person, I will bounce their head off the roof of a car. Right. Like, you cannot put me in that situation. You cannot put yourself in that situation. And not expect me to blow up. I'll rage. Right. I will fucking rage. Right. Like, I don't care. Um, so, luckily, that person wound up not coming. But I went into a complete spiral of panic because this person now has two daughters. Oh, my gosh. Are and you I'm, kidding me? Yeah. And now has two daughters and I'm like, oh my fucking God. I think for like a week straight, I was just Why is it that people like it. that end up having children that are girls? I actually have a, someone I know, mm. the same thing. Like he was a complete pedophilia when he was like it's in terrifying. his teenagers and now he has two daughters. And I'm like, dude, it's terrifying. you touch those girls, I'll fucking kill you. Well, that's what this person told me. They were like, you know, if I ever find out, I was like, but how will you find out? Like, I was panicking. Well, there are signs that you can tell something's going on. Yeah, I was panicking. Anyways, so pay attention <clears throat> to signs. If you know anybody or if you've been through it, fucking talk to them. End that motherfucker's existence. Right. Well, when but we don't ended tell up... them that I told you to do because <laughs> I don't want to be. Yeah. Well, we ended up moving out of that place when I was like 16, which years and years and years of freaking abuse mm-hmm. from that situation. Um, and I would always get mad at my sisters for wanting to go over there because this guy was like a quote unquote nice guy who right, always gave right. us candy, blah, blah, blah. And of they always, well, yeah, well, they always got so mad of like, why I wouldn't let him go over? I'm like, you guys don't understand. Like Stay I'm protecting you. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, we moved out and some lady with a little girl bought oh, our house. My God. And so me and my best friend actually went to his wife, this guy's wife and Good. said, Hey, this is what's going on. This is what has been happening for the last 10 years. Right. Like, please be aware. And she didn't believe us. Of course she didn't. Of course she didn't. But, and I felt so bad telling her guys. Like, I did not want to tell her. But no. this girl, this little girl, like, she deserved to a, not a fighting chance not to happen that to her. Should have put that dumb fuck in jail. I know. Well, she ended up catching him doing something. Oh and she divorced him. Did he go to jail? I don't know what happened to him after that. I but he was old as fuck, so. I hope he <clears> died a slow painful excruciating well it's always like the nice guys that you don't expect like this guy helped everyone in the neighborhood of course he did he was always so sweet well yeah because everybody but then behind doors he was jerking off to little girls pictures well right well exactly that's what i'm saying like everyone's like oh no it would never be he's such a sweetheart they do that on purpose yeah it's a facade yeah yeah no we came home from the babysitter one day and my mom caught him jerking off on the porch to us coming home. Why the fuck didn't your mom? She did. She said something. She did. Oh but God. there was no evidence, quote unquote. I felt. Oh, don't so, get me started on that yeah, shit. Yeah, bullshit. Anyways, <clears throat> back to. Sorry. Next time I'll rip his dick off and shove it in your face. Is that evidence enough? <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> so, moral of this little tangent is: please say something. If you, if you or someone you know has experienced this, say something. Like it's, it's never your fault. You know, you can pretend that you're the victim all the time in that situation, but... Well, you are the victim. I mean, you are the victim, but not in the sense that it was your fault. Right, right, right. Yeah, <clears throat> That's yeah, yeah. what I mean. So please say something. You're absolutely the victim, but you absolutely... It you, is not you your do, fault. No, it's not your fault. And you have every right to speak up. Right. Um, so anyways, back to my experience. We had these porcelain dolls on the dresser. Mm-hmm. And one day I went in there to went in my room and it was it was later at night but I, I can't remember what I was doing probably getting my jammies or something and I look at my doll as I walk past it and it was looking straight and then I go over to like the corner of my room to grab my jammies and I look back at my doll and it was fucking looking at me and I'm like what <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> and so I ran out of that room <laughs> oh my god it was so creepy <clears throat> so um 
yeah, not the funnest experience on that. Fuck no. Okay, so my last story is a story um, from Italy. Oh. So this doll, her name was Pupa, okay. which in Latin is doll. I've it never means doll. heard of this <clears throat> one. Yeah. So Pupa the doll uh, was made in the likeness of her owner as they were when they were right. back then. <clears throat> um, a young girl in Italy in the 1920s uh, was her owner. Usually the owner's hair would be incorporated into the doll's head like we had stated earlier. Um, but it was said that this doll's hair came from another person. Mm-hmm. So Pupa became the little girl's best friend and confidant up until she passed away in 2005. Um, Pupa was about 14 inches tall and was mostly made of felt-like fabric. Um, Pupa's, let's see, oh, (laughs) Pupa traveled with her owner extensively throughout Europe and the United States, and the girl's grandmother passed away at the end of World War II, and as a memento, the little girl, um, the little girl's mother had one of the grandmother's buttons sewn onto the doll's dress. Yeah. (laughs) Um, because Poopa had survived so much traveling and outlived the war and outlived her owner, um, Poopa was put in, on display in her own glass case just because that's quite a, a memento, like, for that doll right. to last that long. That is a very long time. Is, yeah. Um, so I even have a few toys from my childhood that I still have mm-hmm. now, like they're, like those porcelain dolls for one. I have a couple of different things that I've saved for my little girl. Okay. <clears throat> Which I'm so excited that I'm having one so I can actually give them to her. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I have a dog that, it was a stuffed dog that was given to me when I was newborn. And I still a have dog? it. Yeah, it's like a little stuffed dog. Okay. Like a teddy bear, but a dog. And it was given to me when I was newborn, and I still have it. Okay. Yeah, and it's still in damn good shape. Like, it still has a little tag on it with my name initialed oh, into it. Cute. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give that to my baby and take a picture of it. With her, like I did with me. Okay. So, um, when the little girl was young, she would state that Poopa seemed to come alive and have a will of its own. Uh, She stated that Poopa and her would often converse, and that Poopa would hold all of the girl's secrets and help her in hard times, and even go as far as saving the girl's life. Oh. As to what happened, I have no idea. It didn't say in the story. Um, As I've stated before, Poopa was put in a display case in which she was apparently, or which she apparently did not like. Which... They don't usually. No. Like, Annabelle the doll, she was put in a glass case. She doesn't like it. No, most no. of them don't. I was actually going to do the story on her, too. She's a very long but story. But she's a very long story, and I want to do a couple that people haven't really heard of. Right. So, um, Poopa's current owners have had some interesting experiences that seem to verify that she didn't like the case. They would often hear tapping coming from the case, like she was trying to get your attention. Every time someone would walk past the room, you hear tap, 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 Ugh. Yeah. Um, soon after they began to notice the doll's position would change. Uh, it would be ever so slightly, but only like they'd be able to capture it on video and on photos. Okay. Like you'd set up a video camera right in front of the doll and after like a time lapse, you could see her moving. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, so her arms would often be in different positions. Her legs would cross and uncross. Uh Even her facial expressions would change subtly, subtly, um, there was also items that were placed in her case with her that would be moved around, sometimes strategic, strategically placed, other times would be randomly thrown about. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, one day, the owners noticed that the case uh, were, was quite dirty and set off to clean it. They opened it, <gasps> exhaled their, exhaled their breath onto the glass to fog it up, and... Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. They found the words, Poopa hate, on it. So she had freaking... Written. Written Poopa hate on it oh no yeah freaking crazy um there had been several investigations done on poopa and they've all recorded the doll moving um like i said before all the movements were slow and subtle and they go undetected by the human eye but are able to be noticed on the video after taking a long duration of it oh my god um some say the doll is haunted by the spirit of the young girl's grandmother because of the button but right um others say that the girl herself possesses the doll um, because really strange occurrences, like all the strange occurrences that they could capture mm-hmm. happened after she had passed away. So oh, fuck. Either way, we don't know what's possessing that doll. But it's possessed. But it's possessed. That's all we need to know. Yes. Jesus. Poopa <clears throat> hate. Poopa hate. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So that's my haunted dolls. I don't, God, I hate dolls so much. <laughs> I do. I don't like them. <clears throat> they give me stress. 
I would honestly rather give my child a stuffed dog or a stuffed bear than a doll. I don't know what it is about dolls. Like, I don't know. Well, mostly I don't know why are they most commonly the item, at least in childhood and different things like that. Maybe it's because children t- attach so emotionally Yeah, to they them? attach emotionally to dolls because they're, it's just a nurturing quality well, that everyone's right, like given. You take but, them everywhere and you can, I mean, I guess. You well, and they're more, they're more human-like in appearance. Yeah, and like energetically connecting with anything and like really caring about it creates... A life force energy of its own. You guys have heard us talk about energy countless times. Like, everything has energy. Fucking everything. Even your coffee mug has energy. Well, yeah, everything does. Um, That's why you have favorites of different things. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess if you have that strong of an energetic connection... Well, especially when you're younger or a child. Yeah. Like, they get attached to something very easily. Right. And they are attached for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, kids have their favorite blankies or whatever. Right. Well, I was just thinking that. I was like, do we have haunted blankets? Like, is that a thing? <laughs> I'm going to go on, like, this deep internet search to find haunted blankets. Oh, my gosh. Episode. That would be so interesting. You have to let me know. <laughs> well, yeah, if I find one, I'm going to do it. So I was looking up Poopa, you know, yeah. and um, I was reading up her story, and I clicked on one of the links, and it had actually led me to an eBay site that had haunted dolls for sale. Oh, yeah. It's, you can yeah, literally they're all over. haunted items. They're on Etsy. They're yeah. On eBay. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why would you buy this? Literally, Why would you invite this demon into your home? Never. Like, no. Because people are crazy. Yeah. And they're like, really. I've, I've noticed that maybe, like, at least in my opinion, and again, it's my opinion, so don't come at me. Um, Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I, I swear <laughs> to God, it's the people that don't have any spiritual or energetic connections that want to see well, paranormal yeah. activity so fucking bad that they would buy a doll. Well, yeah. Because the people that are sensitive and stuff like that, we do not want that anywhere well, near Well, again, us. skeptics. Like, you find more skeptics wanting these items because they want to see or they want quote-unquote proof right. of paranormal. And boy, oh boy, do they get it. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Are you ready for this? Yes, I'm ready. What are do you ready? got? What do you All got? Right. So, I don't know why it came to... I actually had a complete other set of notes that I was going to cover for this story. Uh-huh. But, after... I don't know. Like, I had a dream last night about this. Huh. So, I was like, okay, cool. Anyways, I am doing Indigo Children. <gasps> oh, awesome. I fucking love this. I know, but here, I'm doing a whole breakdown on it. So... <clears throat> Ooh, sweet. This will be interesting. Well, yeah, I found out a lot of shit that, like, I actually didn't know. Because I know about the Indigo Children. Right. But I didn't know this much so anyways there's indigo children crystal children Mm -hmm. and rainbow children yeah okay so there's three separate things i love this okay good subject guys so indigo children have um psychic abilities spiritual visions they see spirits and they have this uncanny ability or just that they always have a sense of knowing right um a lot of people consider indigos um, like a reincarnation from like another realm, uh-huh. and they can actually travel back and forth between realms. That's cool, which um, would explain astral projection. Well, right, which is one of the examples that was used, which astral projection, um, or the ability to communicate beyond the veil. Right. Um, okay, so I have all these notes, but I have to flip to this part. Okay, so this is some of the stuff that I didn't know. There's actually five generations of indigos. Oh. As to when they started to actually enter the physical world. Right. Okay. So the first wave of indigos is referred to as the alpha generation. And they were born between 1958 and 1968. How cool. These were like the first waves of the awakening. Uh Uh-huh. So this is basically when they're saying that like the light workers and spiritual workers started to actually come down and be here in the physical world. Right. And take a physical body to start doing work here. Uh Uh-huh. That makes sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, these guys or that generation had an aura of like dark blue mixed with some green and a little bit of purple. Um, but it was also mixed with like a metallic kind of hue around Mm, all of it. That's pretty. Um, but that was like a protective shield Uh a little bit. It was protecting them from spiritual and physical attacks and different things like that. The next generation, oh, so the alpha generation they sometimes like they would feel a little bit off, but they never got to the point of what we would actually call a spiritual awakening. Right. Okay. They never figured out what their gifts were or what the hell was going on. They barely had like a little bit. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Then we hit the beta generation. Those people were born between 1968 and 1978. Their spiritual awakenings and skills and gifts started to show around the years 1996 
in 2006. Huh. These were referred to as the second wave of awakenings, okay? And their aura changed to blue, green, and purple, and the metallic shield that kept their gifts at bay was no longer there. Oh, goodness. So they were the first generation that started to be what seers or psychic or anything like that. Um, a typical feature that that generation, so the beta generation had, was that they looked much younger than their actual age. Oh, okay. Um, apparently that's a common thing. Like, right. that was the first time it physically showed itself, but all generations following physically appear younger than what they are. Right. Um, then we hit the third wave, which was the gamma generation. These were, or these, uh, people, these indigos... Uh, were born between 1978 and 1988. Their skills and gifts started to present between the years 2006 and 2016. Hmm. Um, this was the first generation with zero protection shields. So the beta generation had a little bit mm. of the metallic one, but this was the one that had no, none of it. Um, that was pretty much all they had on the gamma. Then the Delta, which is the fourth generation, they were born between 1988 and 1998. Their auras are pure purple, indigo, lavender, violet. Like, that's That's all you'll see when you look at them are those colors. They had absolute zero nothing shields. It's just fucking there, and it was there to stay. Their awakening, or their full potential will start to develop or started to develop in 2016 is when they would have started to okay. hit their peak or get so better not at what they had ago. started. Right. So what were, what are 19, 16, 17, 18, 19? So right when I started to do my shit. Yeah. Um, like literally right when I started to do readings and you started to help me, remember? Yeah. And so like shit that started happening to me, mm-hmm. I started experiencing it was like right around the early 2000s. At, yeah. At least at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So the full awakening for the Delta, so the fourth generation, again, was 2016, clear to 2026. Wow. Okay. Now, these ones are the ones that are working, starting to work now. Uh Uh-huh. They're very overly sensitive. Um, They're overactive, like they constantly want to be doing something, but they're also overreactive. So if they're angry, they're very angry. If they're hurt, they're very hurt. So they literally wear their emotions on their sleeve. Well, yeah, whatever emotion they're feeling, they are feeling it very strongly and very deeply. Right. Um, They're also super extroverted. So they're constantly talking to people, constantly doing stuff. Social butterflies. Yeah, but they avoid, they like to avoid crowded places and two groups of too many people because they're, all the energy makes them nervous. Right. Um, they have zero problem showing the world who they are and what they are. Mm-hmm. And they're really, really good with self-confidence. Um, they usually have harder teenage years. They think something's wrong with them. Um, they will usually delve into like drinking or drugs. And they have suicidal thoughts or tendencies at times. Mm-hmm. So th- at that point, that's when the indigo will either spiral out of control or find their balance. Right. Um, it's not uncommon for indigos to wind up being an addict of some kind because they can't, they don't know how to deal with such an emotional reaction to everything and feeling other people's emotions. They have a hard time figuring out if it's theirs or someone else's. You really, if you're in that generation, if you're in that fourth generation of deltas, um, you got a lot of fucking work to do because you don't have protection shields. So you have got to learn what you're doing, how to do it and find someone who can help you. Right. Um, the best thing for a Delta to do is be out in nature. Of course. Be out and about, like, doing things like that. Um, so the Omega is the last generation, the fifth generation. Uh They would have been born between 1998 and 2008. Um, their abilities and awakening or whatever will not present until 2026 to 2036. Oh, wow. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. Well, not really, I guess. I mean, that's seven years away. Right. But the Delta and the Omega are also the first wave of crystal children. Oh, cool. So they're like half indigo. Uh They're like morphing into having no protection points. So they're morphing into right there. So the Deltas and the Omegas are also considered the first wave of the crystal or the crystal children and the crystal. So whoever the indigos give birth to, Uh 
will be considered like uh, the the second wave of crystals or whatever. Uh-huh. So obviously those skills will start to develop and they will go on to have the rainbows. That's so cool. Does that make sense? That is cool. Yeah. So there's that. Um, so indigos are very intelligent, mm-hmm. but it, it's um, you don't expect their intelligence or knowledge on certain subjects to actually be something that they would know. Right. Like, you can't look at them and be like, oh, like, they're Harvard educated. Like, it's not how it is. They're just super... They just surprise you with what they know. Right. And they genuinely know about it. Right. Okay. Um, What does that say? God, my handwriting's crazy. (laughs) Um, They do not put up with anything that they deem unworthy or lacking of their time and especially if they think that someone or something is lacking integrity, mm-hmm. they will not, they brush it off immediately. Sounds like one of my sisters. <laughs> um, they're often mistaken for being bitches, cocky, stuck up, when just in all reality, they literally just refuse to settle for less and have any of that bullshit. Don't read the back of my book. I was reading Robert. Okay, that's fine. I thought my notes were back there. No. <laughs> my back hurts, so I'm just leaning forward. Um... So the indigos were placed here to break the barriers between the physical world and the energetic realm and the other side Mm -hmm. and to get people out of their thinking traps and patterns that like the physical world and existence is like all we have. Right. Um, They're truth seekers and givers. They, They have no filter. They literally cannot not speak their mind or the truth. If something needs to be said, they're going to say it. Right. And unfortunately that gets them the rap of being like assholes. Right. When in all reality they're they're saying they're just whatever being honest. Well yeah, but they're saying what everybody else is thinking and they're saying what everybody else knows. They're just the only one that has the balls to say it. Right. When in all reality if you're an indigo, like it's it's not that you're being an asshole, it's not that you're trying to be an asshole, it's that that's what you're fucking here for. You are here to make people face their truth. Right. So if that, you know, does that make sense? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Does that make sense, though? Like, if you're yeah. physically put somewhere to make people face their truth and start learning from those so patterns, you're gonna you have to do it. you're going to be a very, very boisterous person. Right, but you right. have to fucking say it. Oh, my God. Um, mm. If they catch you lying or being fake or manipulative or anything like that, they will immediately excuse you from their lives because they don't, they won't deal with it. Right. They just can't. They won't tolerate it. Well, and that aside, like if you're in that place mentally, you're nowhere near where you need to be in order to, for the indigo to help you, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, and chances are like if you run across an indigo, if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, they're going to put their time and energy into people. It. It's like you can't you can lead a horse to water. Right. So if the horse is drinking the water, of course you're going to help it. But if they're just stand like there's only so much you can do. Right. So if they're not ready to learn, you can't force them to learn. Right. So they just okay, bye. Like you're not ready yet. Come back in 6 years and we'll see where you're at. Right. Um which is probably why it's very common for indigos to have people constantly revolving in their life like in and out and people will pop in from their past that they're like where the fuck did you come from? But chances are when they're popping back in it's because they have changed and, and they're ready to they're, right their center points pulling them back to you because their soul knows that there's something going on there right um they're super fucking strong-willed and they refuse to back down um with mostly everything especially when they're trying to teach and lead people in the direction of finding them their higher self uh-huh. um a lot of times we see that the indigo ch- like indigo children um like toddlers and middle-aged whatever are being boxed in as having ADHD. Okay. Because they're constantly go, go, go. Right. They'll look you dead in the face when you're like, hey, don't do this. And then they're like, yeah, fuck you. And then they'll go do what they want. (laughs) Well, they're supposed to be that strong-willed because in order for them to do what they're meant to do, they have to be fucking resilient as hell. Right. They have to be able to be told no and been pushed back and whatever and still be able to be like, well, no, I'm right and I'm going to help you. It's going to be like, does that make sense? Right. I'm right and I'm going to prove it. Right. Um, in their childhood, they're out of control. It's hard to keep their attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but indigo children know from a very very early age that they will do what they want when they want because they right. know how to do it and they know what to do. And because they have such an uncanny, intuitive system going on, they even as children, they'll know, okay, well, I probably shouldn't turn down that street. So they'll 
go straight. Right. Even, you know, or drive, okay, we'll probably should go this way instead. Like, it's just always been in them. So when someone's like, no, you have to go this way and do it like this, they're like, no, I'm going to fucking do it like this. They don't know why at that stage in their life, but they know that that's what they have to do. Right. Does that make sense? No, yeah, that makes sense. So again, a lot of people with children and stuff like that, like, oh my God, they don't listen. Oh my God, they're all over the place. They just, they just know what they're doing. Right. Like if you're holding your child's hand and it's an indigo child and you're in the store and for some reason they make a hard left when you're going somewhere and there's a group of people walking towards you, follow your fucking kid. Right. Because chances are like, there's a reason that kid just yoinked you to down aisle 14. You know what I mean? Um, Their intuition's a lot stronger. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, and when you're that young, your veil's still so fucking thin anyways. Right. You can see more than what's just down the alley. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, indigo adults, so the ones that have hit their marker point, because if you're born between this year and this year, you'll hit your skills of this year this year. So, indigo adults now, um, they're said to have uncanny spiritual and psychic ability, as well as a connection to other realms or seeing beyond the veil and being able to speak to the dead. Mm-hmm. So their shit's just completely down. And they have, again, they can just look at people and be like, oh, da 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 Right. And how do you know that? It's literally written all over your face. Right. So, <laughs> right. literally. Um, so anyways, that's what I have. On, I mean, it wasn't super long, but it was like... Super was informative. A, yeah, like it was a lot of information and I was like, what the? That is so cool. Like, I love subjects like this. Right. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Like, I've never delved in and actually, like, read it, read it. And I, I've heard of Indigo Children. Right. I've heard of Rainbow. You know, I've heard of all that. Um, but it was cool to find, like, the generational breakdown. Because what you can do is you can type in, like, psychic mediums, uh-huh. 1980. Right. And see who was at the forefront of, or, like, Edgar Gacy. Right. For example, I don't, I'm not sure when he was born, and my phone is recording. Um, but I'm sure, like, without a fucking doubt, I'm going to bet he was probably a Gen 2, um, is what I would guess. Mm-hmm. Hold on, Jessica's looking up his birthday so yep. I can tell you guys. Because I'm, well, I don't know, was he the f- 50s? He might have been the alpha generation, which in that case, if he was one from the alpha generation, he was fucking strong because they had a protective shield. Uh-huh. Okay, so he was born March 18th, 1877. 18? 1877. Oh, that motherfucker was way before his time. <laughs> yeah. Woo! He was very, very old. Don't worry. I'll cover Edgar Gacy at some point. He's such a fucking badass. Yeah, he's so, like, I mean, he's so amazing. Look up Lisa Williams' birthday real quick. So Lisa Williams, you guys, is an amazing fucking psychic medium. Like, when I started going on my spiritual journey and looking for stuff online and just anything I could get my hands on to figure out what the hell was going on with me, um, I found, I stumbled upon Lisa Williams and I went, I super rabbit holed and did all that stuff. She's fucking amazing. Okay, so June 19th, 1973. Okay, so then she's a beta gen. Yeah. Okay, cool. Very cool. Fuck yeah. <laughs> What's crazy, though, is they say that back in those situations, like, they still had a little bit of a shield. Uh-huh. So can you imagine the Deltas we're about to see? Oh, my The ones gosh. that don't have a shield? I kind of wonder if, like, these Deltas, because they're so sensitive with everything, are a lot of them are getting mixed up and being called millennials because they're so sensitive with, like... Nope. Millennials are annoying as fuck. I know, but they're also, like, super sensitive as fuck, too. Yeah, but I think they're sensitive for a different reason. I, 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 I know what like, you're trying to say. But you know what I'm trying to say? To say? Yeah. Like, I know what you're trying to say. I'm not saying every millennial is a Delta, but I'm just saying it could be mixed in with that mm-hmm. because they are sensitive in certain subjects. Right. But then you have the spoiled millennial crybabies, but then you have these people who they don't know how to handle their emotions. Right. Well, we are having, because we are now at the Delta phase, which puts us... Um, with huge awakenings between 2016 right. and 2026, um, a lot of people that have always just kind of felt weird and known stuff or whatever are finally realizing, okay, there's something to this. What uh-huh. the fuck am I doing? Right. Um, so my best advice would be to find somebody who has already started their spiritual journey or can point you in the right direction or answer your questions and... If anybody says, oh, yeah, I know everything about... They're fucking lying. Right. You literally never stop learning things until the day you die, especially if you're doing spiritual stuff. Right. Um, 
A big key to helping your intuition grow literally is crystals, guys. Well, crystals, and I teach a lot of people that I come into contact with um, that ask, the the very first thing I teach them is red light, green light. Right. Which Um, is a good learning method. So I'll hurry and tell you guys what red light, green light is before I tell you to fuck off. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're so nice. So nonchalantly I say that. Um, So red light, green light is a training technique for your psychic abilities and your intuitive mind. So what you do is, and I have Hannah doing this right now, Uh it's called red light, green light. So you say to yourself in your head, like, okay, my name is Shelby, and you envision a green light. Then you say, okay, my name is Sarah, and you envision a red light. And you just keep doing it. Okay, my favorite color's yellow. We all know that's not true. So Not for you. (laughs) Yeah, red light. My favorite color is black. Green light. Um, does that make sense? So you tell yourself a truth and you associate it with the color red. You tell yourself, wait, no, no. color green, right? <laughs> Rewind. See, that's a red light. Color green is your truth. Color red is your lie. And then before you know it, like if you constantly, even if you just do it like two, three questions to yourself a day, mm-hmm. before you know it, people are going to be talking to you. And as they're speaking, you're going to start seeing the color red in your head. And then you're going to start seeing the color green in your head, depending on what they're saying. And you're going to pick up very quickly if they're lying, if they're lying, if they're telling you the truth, if, and you're going to be able to expand on that. Um, and like it, and the expansion point from that, because let's say you're a little bit further than that. So let's say that they said, Oh yeah, you know, my dog got hit by a car and it was so traumatic and he had to go to the ER and he had to do this. Okay. So let's say you green light when he says his dog got hit by a car. Okay. That's the truth. Then you say, you ask yourself in your head, did he really have to go to the ER uh-huh. with the dog? And a red light comes up immediately. Okay. Right. So his dog got hit, but he never took it to the ER. Right. He expanded on the story, made it more dramatic. That's why. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. So you can start asking yourself stuff in your head about what people are talking to you about and your head will red light, green light for you. Right. Um, Which is really, really cool. Like mm-hmm. it's the easiest way for you to tell it's the It's the truth. simplest fucking right. technique I can tell anybody to do. Um, that's why when people tell me stuff, I'm like, yeah, okay. you're full of shit. Okay. <laughs> Red light is all over you, mm-hmm. bitch. <laughs> just red light. So, anyways. Not just a fun childhood game. No, I'm going to eat some more cookies and tell you guys to sage that shit. And always turn off the dark. How about I turn off the podcast? You could do that. Okay. 